This is Jason. And this is Renee. You are listening to The Good Samaritan, where we get to shed some light on the positives. If you know a Good Samaritan, let us know. Give us a call at 865-242-4267. That number again, 865-242-4267. Today we have with us an outstanding Good Samaritan that is not only part of, but running many local and non-local charities. We'd like to welcome Ray Perry here with us today. Um, Strategic Consultant for Nonprofit Organizations. That's one title attributed to you. Uh, would you mind to elaborate on what this entails and what exactly the mission is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for having me here today. Um, so Strategic Consultant for Nonprofit Organizations. Basically, what I do is freelance work uh, with nonprofit organizations to help them um, achieve their visions, uh, help them to develop their visions. Um, I try to work with them in terms of getting their vision on paper, seeing which direction they need to go to achieve that vision, and just making sure that there are action plans and steps in place to keep it going. Um, So with the strategic planning, I will sit down with with any nonprofit that um, maybe is having some trouble developing their own strategic planning and 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 kind of help them figure out methods to you know for example fundraise um, sit down and say okay these are the people that we need to reach out to these are our populations these are things that we're looking uh, toward and and then we actually sit down with their board and help them to develop these strategies to help their nonprofits grow one of the things that I think a lot of nonprofit organizations um, causes them to fail is that they just you know they just think hey I'm gonna go out and do all this great work but they don't really have structure to do so and when you don't have a plan you're just kind of you know throwing things out there and hoping they work and and of course that doesn't work in any sense of of business whether it's nonprofit or for-profit so it's actually very interesting what you say there and one of the reasons why we're naming you as a good samaritan here in campbell county because as you said these things do need a structure they need a plan i think one thing you mentioned often goes overlooked and that's uh, the word business mm-hmm. you attached there that this very much is a business when you're trying to do some sort of charity work when you're trying to do some sort of outreach mm-hmm. in your community because like a business you have resources that have to come in you have people that have to be organized and then you have some sort of service or product that has to go out it has to run like a business or just like a business that's not well run, it won't last. Yeah. Um, so what has your experience been in the years you've been doing this work? Those that aren't well organized compared to those that use your services and are well organized, what kind of differences do you notice in those types of things? Well, um, as far as services go, um, uh, I kind of want to touch on that just a little bit. Um, I don't want people to think when I say that I'm a consultant, I don't I don't do this for pay. I am a volunteer consultant um, because I want to see all nonprofits thrive. We have so much need in our community that if I have some spare time that I can help somebody sit down just, you know, for an hour over a cup of coffee and help them flesh some things out. That's what I want to do. And I'll do it on a volunteer basis, you know, strictly. I'll just sit down and you know meet with somebody just even over a cup of coffee, and I can actually uh, just kind of help them get some ideas flushed out and things like that. Uh, you know, if they're stuck on like staff development or policy and procedure, or you know, what's our next steps uh, with paperwork to even form a nonprofit and things like that. And so that's kind of the direction that I want to take people. 
Uh, Ray, I'm really glad that you mentioned that, that the services you're offering, they're not something you're doing for a profit. You're volunteering your time. This is a donation that you're making back to the mm-hmm. community yes. to help other people. Mm-hmm. And following up on that, uh, talking about the services you're offering, those that take advantage of that service, do you notice more success in those that do get these action plans in place? Because I'm sure that may some people listening here that they do have a vision, they're wanting to start something, mm-hmm. and maybe you know they're just so driven by passion, as they often say, passion can cloud vision. Right. Yeah, that, that's uh, right yeah. they, they just want to get out there and they want to get started. They don't want to go get a cup of coffee and they don't want to sit and draw out plans yet. Right. So in your experience, when you've seen those that take the time to prepare first, mm-hmm. as opposed to those that don't, mm-hmm. what differences do you notice in those two different paths in trying to start something? Well, uh, I'm going to um, take an old adidum that came from Mr. Lynch, who might be listening to this podcast. Uh, he was my high school economics teacher. And he he always told us prior planning prevents poor performance and, and so um, when it comes to nonprofit um, there is a level that you can overplan. but when it comes to your vision and your method uh, you have to have a good framework if you do not have a good foundation uh, it will take you so far but then you just get to this level where you know it's like you may even be a good nonprofit but there is this transition that in order to go from a good nonprofit to a great nonprofit there has to be a plan in place and that plan is based on positive outcomes that you've had in the past it's based on um Uh, all of your success stories and how well you're doing but then taking those to the next level and sometimes I think people um, have trouble figuring out how to take it to the next level and so um, I feel like that I have been blessed to run a successful nonprofit Uh, when I first came to Pinnacle Resource Center uh, it was actually known as Scott County Homeless Shelter at the time we actually had less than a thousand dollars in liquidable assets and now uh, about uh, not even hardly ten years later, where you're, you know, we're running off a two hundred thousand dollar a year budget. So um, um, I feel like that, that that my experiences, and I've had to do things the hard way. It's all trial and error, and I just want to be able to share that with people that want to jump out there and start a nonprofit to meet a need in the community. Uh, because all nonprofits are just like one big clock. Every one of them is their own cog, and you have to get them all working the right way to make this one big clock that will serve everybody. So not one nonprofit needs to try to do everything. And I think sometimes nonprofits get that vision clouded, like you said. You know, they lose their vision, and they try to do everything, and then they fall apart, and mostly because they don't have a good plan, for example. Whereas if you can get like, for example, I'm in the homeless business. So um, helping homeless people, I need housing services. I need drug addiction recovery services. I need access to uh, work attire to help them get to jobs. I need support from churches to get food for these people so they can eat. Uh, you know, I need I need all of these other nonprofits that provide these services to succeed in order for mine to succeed. And that's what that frame looks like. And so I want to help other nonprofits shape their cog that they're going to put into the clock, so to speak. Again, very, very well said. And that's something that, um, again, was an inspiring facet of the Good Samaritan. What we're doing here is Campbell County does have that clock quality you're talking about, Mm -hmm. where there are so many different groups doing something to help the community. 
and we wanted to try to help bring all that together a little bit more and draw more attention to it that so much of it does go unnoticed and it's uh, very important that you uh, draw attention to that with what you just said that people need to understand like you said one organization will never be able to do all of it even for a place as small as campbell county you're looking um, you know, we're airing out to about 40,000 homes, I believe, here mm-hmm. at WAF. I don't think very many people are aware there's that many homes mm-hmm. in this small area. Right. Right. Uh, you can't handle it all no. by yourself. But if you do work with these other groups and you stay organized and it's very clear to you, to the people you're helping, to other organizations what you're doing, mm-hmm. not only are you helping the community more, you're helping them help the community because if they're looking at branching out and doing something else they've had a huge boost in their liquidable assets maybe they'll decide well we don't need to go that direction this group is already doing that Mm -hmm. and they're very clear in what they're doing it's very important that you understand that and it's great that you're there to help these groups understand that and i just want to applaud you for that i think it's a fantastic work you're doing Well, you know, um, the Bible tells us uh, in uh, Matthew 10, it says, uh, um, freely I give, or, you know, freely I have given, so freely give. And so, you know, I feel like that, you know, God has blessed our organization to reach out to these folks. And, uh, you know, he's He's given to us abundantly, even in times when we thought we weren't going to make it. And he took care of us. And so I have to make sure that we take care of other, you know, other people that may be in the same situation. Yes. Um, following up on that just real quick before we move on here is um, as you were talking about your own experiences and how you started with just less than $1,000 and you've built that up so mm-hmm. much, um, it's important, again, that people understand when they're seeking out your services or seeking out what you're offering free mm-hmm. to help them with their vision, you are coming from experience. Yes. You have done this yourself. Mm-hmm. You're telling them what you know works Mm -hmm. so if they follow what you're giving them it will work for them and they'll see it grow as well and uh, Mm -hmm. following up on that real quick why that would matter because again i know when that passion gets going it's very easy to lose sight yeah um as you were mentioning there with the scripture uh, a lot of times especially here in the bible belt area um you will hear you know just one soul makes Mm -hmm. it worth it and that's true Mm -hmm. if the work you're doing helps just one soul in any capacity then i think that is worth it Mm -hmm. But that should never be your benchmark. Exactly. I you should never want to stop at one right, soul. Right. You, you should want to reach as many as you can, and that's why these plans are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, just thank you so much for doing all this work for the community. So exciting to have you here with us. So my question to you, with all the work that you're doing with mm-hmm. the, with the um, strategic consulting, how can people get a hold of you if they want you know, to to meet with you and have coffee. They can uh, go to our website, www.pinnacleresourcecenter.org uh, uh, and uh, reach us there. Or uh, they can contact me through Facebook. Uh, I'm on there. Uh, my full name, Raymond C. Perry. Uh, they can look up, look me up that way. They can go to the Pinnacle uh, Facebook page and just message me. Or they can contact us at the uh, facility in Scott County. Uh, that number's uh, area code 423 3333 and I'll be glad to talk to anybody anytime and uh, if they reached out to Hope and Stand Church here locally that's over on Toast String Road they would be able to contact me through there any of the pastors could get them in touch with me easily okay one more time what was that number uh, it's uh, uh, 423-663-3333 okay um, also I noticed that uh, 
you are the president of the Campbell Culture Coalition. Mm -hmm. And so we recently interviewed um, Manuel Mesa, mm -hmm. and he did he did a wonderful job. Yep. And he does a lot of work. I he know. does. Um, he does. Manuel's a good dude. He <laughs> is, yeah. And so we learned about his initiatives with the coalition. But you, as president, <clears throat> can you describe what has inspired these ideas? Um, so as president um, of, the, uh, of the board, my job is to uh, basically uh, help with the oversight and just make sure that the uh, the money that the people uh, donate to our programs for our youth outreach initiative and for Louis Bluey Festival things of that nature that um, that that money is being taken care of being used for the proper purposes um, and 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 that we are applying it to the vision of building the culture ele elements in Campbell County. Um, you know, I am from this area. I was born and raised in Campbell County. Um, I was, uh, um, uh, I have a lot of background in this area and, and there's so many things from my childhood and from my past that I feel like made me who I am. And those same values that I learned growing up in Campbell County, I just want to see them preserved. And so by working with the Campbell Culture Coalition, it, it it helps us to kind of take those values by reaching out to the kids and uh, giving them outlets that they wouldn't otherwise have, you know, getting them involved in music and art and literature and poetry and painting and sculpting and all these wonderful activities, getting them involved in the environment. You know, we have some of those beautiful country here anywhere else, you know, uh, uh, Campbell County is known for its lakes and mountains and woods and things, hiking trails and things like that. And to get those kids off their phones and off the computers and out into that environment as well is all part of what the Culture Coalition does. And so all of those are, are values that I hold pretty high. And so as president, it is to make sure that that vision gets promoted and to make sure that the resources that are entrusted to us to work toward that vision are properly applied. And uh, to basically keep the legality, uh, do the paperwork, uh, you know, make sure Manuel doesn't step out of line. I hope he heard, <laughs> I hope he heard me say that. <laughs> um, so, uh, but no, Manuel doesn't step out of line. But uh, uh, so that's basically what I do. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the coalition is just, it's outstanding. It's an outstanding program. It gets those kids engaged. And I know with the senior center as well. And mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a wonderful thing that you guys yeah. do. You can go all over the community and see places that we've impacted. You know, the, the you know you mentioned the uh, senior center. You can go up to the justice center. You can see the artwork in the schools everywhere. And we've got some great projects coming up that we're really excited about um, um, working through the park system and and uh, the school system and things like that. Uh, there's a couple of really cool projects that are in the works that I'm going to keep everybody in the dark about right now just just, <laughs> just for the anticipation but uh, uh we're really excited about 2020 good that's excellent excellent um okay so you have mentioned hope and stand church you're the yes. board member of hope and stand mm -hmm. um i've been there i love the environment the friendliness and the willingness to um help others i think there is a, it's astonishing you know how helpful everybody is and it's just so welcoming mm -hmm. um I know there's many small groups that are available to attend, and I always see you guys out there helping others. So as a board member, um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what the community outreach projects have been, you know, a part of uh, establishing and participating in? 
that you or that you've been a part of? Yeah. Um, so every year we have um, um, this. Uh, um, event that's it, it's called Serve, and there's even an app for it. It's 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 this thing that um, a, a coalition, a national coalition of churches, um, comes together and does so much. To the fact that there's even an app to figure out what you know what Serve projects are going on in your area during that time, and so it's just a time that once a year, our entire church gets the opportunity to go out for a couple of days and do all kinds of service projects, whether it's going out and, you know, repairing or cleaning an elderly person's house, going to a library and, and organizing books and sorting through old books and or, or, or painting, building. I mean, there's there's just so many things that we can do. And so that's one of the biggest projects we do every year that we look forward to. But our small groups, and I'm glad you mentioned them specifically, are... Um, you know, we have semesters of small groups just like a school does. And there are so many different topics. I would eat up all of our time trying to tell you everything that's covered. Um, but uh, as part of those small groups, there are service projects associated with them. So uh, whatever, uh, typically toward the end of the semester, when the small groups are starting to wrap up and the curriculums are complete, um, they find a service project to go out and, and do specifically. And so uh, every we're constantly looking for those opportunities. We have great groups of, of, of men and women that, that go out and even our youth group uh, you know, gets out in the community and does, does things for folks. And even if we just see a need, even before small group semester is about to end, you know, if we see a need, we try to you know, mobilize a group of folks that will jump in there and, 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 and get it done. That's awesome. What have you been part of that you've just really loved? Uh, well, uh, I'm a big part of the serve team. Um, uh, you know, that's 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 such a big event because it's it's not just our church that jumps in on that. You know, we have a lot of local churches that do that, and so there's a lot of coordination involved in that, and um, um, there's a lot of, of of kind of planning that goes into that. A lot of logistics, uh, and, and and that's typically where I find myself on on any board. I fall into you know, strategic planning itself is a logistical process and so uh, one of my majors from school is actually philosophy with an emphasis in logic analysis and so logic just seems to flow with me and so I'm, I'm, I'm a planner I'm a logistics guy uh, things like that so that's that's kind of the direction that I usually find myself in okay. um, so I kind of serve in a kind of an overhead position but I also get out there and I dig ditches and paint fences and do all that stuff too after everything's organized so just Wherever I'm needed, I'm, yeah. I'm a floater. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's even part of community service. You know, any aspect of that. Uh, we say they're a jack of all trades. Uh, something I think a lot of people forget is that's not the full phrase. Jack of all trades, master of none, but still better than a master of one. So I think what you're doing is very I impressive. never knew that was the rest of the phrase. <laughs> I've gone my entire 39 years of existence and didn't know that was the rest of the phrase. So yeah, I really thank you for that. that education, Jason. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, I hope you find that fantastic. I, 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 <laughs> got it in there. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so some my grandfather has always taught me, um, everything begins with a desire. And with all of the work you're doing and all of the beginnings that you've been a part of, not just for yourself, but for other groups that have come and sought out your help, where does that desire come from? What motivates Ray to be doing all these things <laughs> that he's doing? 
Um, well, Ray was born, uh, was one of the last kids born right up here at LaFollette Hospital uh, uh, when they actually still had a NICU and all that stuff. And, and, and I was born and raised right here in Campbell County, as I mentioned earlier. And I was raised right over in the housing authority. You know, uh, I came from the system. My mom, uh, until she landed a job up here at Hardee's, uh, we were on food stamps and, and, you know, some welfare. We lived in Section 8 housing. So um, I was, I, you know, I, I came from poverty and I was raised in it. Uh, you know, we lived paycheck to paycheck. Um, we actually lived in the housing projects until I was about 10 years old i think it was maybe 10 or 11 and then i graduated to a trailer park uh, <laughs> and then uh you know after that mom uh, after she'd worked several years and uh you know things like that she actually moved into uh, um, a lower uh, cost home and, and and it was the first home that she had you know been in since she lived up on the mountain up at stinking creek where you know where she's from and so i was i come from that background i know what a lot of the folks that are facing problems come from. I've seen people my whole life that have been addicted to drugs and in bad environments, abusive environments and things like that. And I was so blessed growing up to have a family that pushed me to be better. And I had a community uh, of, of, of teachers and, and, and leaders that I could look up to and go to. And these people helped me to really do something that not a lot of people got to do where I was from. Um, I was, to my knowledge, I was one of the very few kids to even graduate high school from my neighborhood where I grew up. And so for me to not only be able to graduate high school, but then go on to college and then uh, get out and, and, and find things, uh, for example, get out there and work for uh, the state legislature. I got to do an internship and I got to work in Nashville and I got to see these things and hear all these ideas and then get to come back to Campbell County and and I know a lot of people and I hear this all the time and it makes me kind of sad. A lot of people say, oh, when you get your education, get out of here, get out of here, you'll never make it here. That's so not true. Campbell County offers so much and there's so much one can do here if they'll just do it. And I wanted to come back to Campbell County to make a difference. I wanted to see more people get opportunities like I was blessed with. Um, I want to see people break that that socioeconomic ceiling and realize that they can be more and do better and have something and, and get out of whatever it is that they feel is dragging them down. And so my passion is to show people, hey, I know the system can work because I'm a living example. Wow, you're definitely a doer. <laughs> Amen to that. And uh, what a fantastic message and motivation to have for people. I know especially with the uh, political environment we have these days, it seems uh, so much nihilism mm -hmm. is being bred, especially in our younger generations. Just mm -hmm. no one believes there's any hope anymore, that there's no aspiring beyond where you are. And I love knowing that what you're doing isn't just to help people, but to inspire them. That they can be more and again just like with the work you do you're doing that by example and I greatly appreciate that 
One final question I do have for you, though, is the YSLI is also something you're associated with? Yes. Care to explain that? Uh, yeah, that's that's actually a Scott County um, exclusive. That was a program that was started by the Stand Coalition in Oneida, uh, Tennessee. Um, Vicki Jones is a head of that particular program. Uh, she actually works with Trent Coffee over there. And they are a, a, a wonderful coalition that I get to work with. They're very involved in the schools and raising public awareness and things like that. The YSLI program is called the Youth Service Learning Initiative. And it is solely directed at getting kids involved. It is showing kids this is the face of poverty. This is the face of addiction. This is the face of, of, of mental health crises, things like that. And just, just getting them into a service learning environment where they get out there with hands-on experience and get involved and make that difference. And I get an opportunity to talk to these kids about um, where they come from. Uh, I can connect with them on terms of, you know, I've come from the same background as some of them and some of them just have never experienced it. And so for them to get out there and to get involved and to see that is just a really rewarding uh, activity to see these kids when they get out there and they're helping to, for example, um, I bring them out to the shelter when I need some rooms repainted or, you know, some, some landscaping work done. And they get out there and they start interacting with the folks that are living there and doing these projects. And to just see their faces when they feel like that they have invested in their community and the reward that that gives them, it's a wonderful opportunity. And uh, um, I, I would actually like to work with Vicki on possibly getting some youth service learning initiatives set up over here in Campbell County because I've seen it have an amazing impact on their community. And uh, I think it would have just as much of a wonderful impact over here in Campbell County. I love that. That's very exciting. I think it'd exciting. be so great, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, Ray, again, thank you so much for being here as a good Samaritan Thanks in Campbell for County. Um, with all of these services you provide and assistance you can offer people, one more time, can you let our listeners know how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Um, they can go to our website to learn more about Pinnacle Resource Center. Uh, it's www.pinnacleresourcecenter, all one word, dot org. And, uh, or, or they can give me a call, area code 423-663-3333. They can contact me on Facebook, either through my private account or the uh, Pinnacle Resource Center Facebook account as well. Uh, again, thank you very much for being with us. Today. Thanks so much. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. Thanks. Be sure to connect to our web channel at WLAF1450.com for a sneak peek of our Good Samaritan every Friday. Join us again next Saturday, 1030 a.m. on Radio 1450 a.m. 100.9 FM.